Wait, sorry. Ugh, my fault. Okay, just one's from the top. We're not famous yet. But if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina. Two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina. Together, we'll tell you the best of the things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hey. Hi. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And guess what? We're underrated. Some material in this podcast may include blunt observations, sparkling dialogue, and cosmic energy from two of the most underrated girls on the scene. That's us. That's us. Huge announcement to make. Huge announcement for the podcast, the world around us. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a guest. We do. We have a guest. You may have heard of her. You may not have, and that's why she's underrated and she's here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um her name is rocky powell let's give it up. so give her a warm welcome guys clap hey. wherever you are right now stop redoing clap for her even if you're driving even if you're driving rocky um just to disclose her relationship to me to begin to me and tina um her and tina were um high school best friends and um weirdly enough that's not true her, weirdly enough um i'm i'm dating her brother Weird. Weird. <laughs> but we're also friends. And that's what something we were discussing earlier, um, which is huge. Rocky, if you want to elaborate, how do you feel about that? Well, we were brushing our teeth together. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> we were giving each other that courtesy because we knew we'd be right up in each other's grills right now recording this. We are in the same room, in fact. It's um, really nice. Um, and I like, and for a long time, because you've been dating my brother for a long time, mm-hmm. I always like to bring Kaylee around. I'm like, I, I never feel like Kaylee's a burden. I'm always like, oh, Kaylee, come hang out with me and my friends. Come do this thing. And Kaylee is my friend. But I feel like saying my brother's girlfriend is a higher honor than saying my friend. In a I think so. You know what I mean? I feel that too. It, in a way, it makes us seem Closer. closer as long as you're saying it with a with a good tone I think the tone says yeah if she if we found out she was saying my brother's girlfriend we'd be yeah, like what be, the heck she's oh, like oh this is Kaylee she's my brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. then you'd be like wait something's going on with that I don't know what but the vibes just, aren't good no it is an honor I'm I'm very close with my boyfriend's older sister and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing I love that it's you said one of the best. <laughs> oh yeah, because it changes the dynamic. Because little sister is like, oh, that's a totally different ball game. I don't, I can't even imagine. Yeah, little sister is. Wait, I was gonna say little sister is you're trying to impress, and older sister is she's trying to impress. No, you're trying to impress both. No, I other way around. I lied to you. I lied. Yeah, I lied to you. For I sure. You. That's oh why god. I brought her here. Oh my god, Kaylee. Something I want to get out in the open is I know. Two Raquel's both go by Rocky and both are two of the most boss women ever. Nina. Like truly, both both gorgeous, both hilarious. And one from my hometown, I'll give her a shout out. I hope she doesn't mind, Raquel Riley. I, I just saw on Facebook, she's a Fulbright scholar. I was like, what the hell? What does I that mean? Haven't read a book in years. 
very okay. smart. I think it means very smart. And okay. <laughs> and Rocky, of course, queen of my heart, comedy. Like I was like, what a great, what a great omen. What a great name. Thank you. Yeah, for real. There's there's something about that. Um, okay, especially maybe- wanting to be called Rocky. You know, it, it was a weird thing. First of all, Tina, thank you very much for those compliments. <laughs> of course. Um, you make me laugh a lot, too. I love your Broadway stuff. You mean it? I really mean it with the laughing. There was one of them I watched where I was, like, laughing really hard, and I watched it a couple times in a row. I think you, I mean, but a few of them you're walking in. Like, oh. Yeah, I like to walk and talk. Um, but it's great. I can also cry on cue. My eyes get really watery all the time. Um, I have a wet face, but, um, what I was going to say is I didn't always go by Rocky. My whole family always called me Rocky. Um, but when I was in high school and stuff, none of my high school friends called me Rocky. It wasn't until I was in college, there was a Raquel a couple years older than me and people called her Rocky. And so people just assumed that I also went by Rocky. At first I was uncomfortable by it. I was like, oh no, only my family calls me Rocky. But then I kind of liked it. And then I really liked it. And now I love it. Wow. That is so, it's so cool though. I I love it. I'm glad you leaned into it and grew to love, love it. Yeah. It's a beautiful name for for a beautiful girl. For a beautiful girl. But one of the most bomb ass Instagrams in the world guys follow her Uh, truly truly your Instagram kind of gives me me confidence to be like I'm gonna like take this picture and feel myself I don't (laughs) you guys get way more likes on your Instagram sometimes I get like 60 likes or like 80 likes you guys get like 290 300 likes but it's 30 the other day it depends like when like like every every like generation has their app because I tank on Facebook. Sometimes my posts on Facebook get zero likes. Wow. No one, and that's when I say no one cares. No yeah. one cares. I'm shouting into the void on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. We all have our thing. Yeah. And mine is and shouting know- into the void on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, also Tina's in my thing. This is called a transition, you guys. hmm Being a hypochondriac. Being a hypochondriac. Tina, what are you being a hypochondriac about this week? It's a good one. Okay. Um, so I, I'm an independent woman. I'm in my own apartment, chilling by myself. Um, I've said before, I don't have any sweet mates this semester. Um, so when I go ahead and eat Ben and Jerry's, it's, it's out of the carton. It's out of the carton. And not that that's crazy to do anyway. I want to say that that's not crazy to do anyway. But the other day I was eating it out of the carton for a while and then I put it back in the freezer and I thought, isn't it like listeria or something that you could in theory get when you refreeze? I assume, I only know about this because Kaylee, you're going to laugh. I think you were there for it. Um, at Westcon cast parties, they have these huge things of ice cream, like huge tubs. And my freshman year, I think after Uncle Vanya, people were like, who wants to take this tub of ice cream home? And I was like, no brainer, right here, bring it, <laughs> bring it over. And someone was like, oh, Tina, like, I don't know if you want to have that. Like, since it's been out and melted, if you put it back in the freezer, like you might get listeria or something, you have to eat it all tonight. And I was like, what? I had no idea about this rule of ice cream. And now I think about it all the time, but I don't know the specifics. So it rules my life. I live in fear of it. What is listeria? no idea but someone told me I might get it okay so you think you might have something 
Well, well I'm scared to touch the ice cream mm-hmm. now because I don't know about Listeria. I, it would be a quick Google, I assume. But yeah, I just I don't think, have that time. I think it'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. And okay, I, I trust you guys. I really I'm gonna do think it. you'll be okay. So if I'm saying you'll be okay, I think, I think there's a good chance you might be. Like, I'm not the first person in the world who's eaten ice cream after having it once. Yeah, no. No, no. Not by a long shot. Definitely. I've definitely survived a lot of next day ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm so glad I talked it out. I'm going to have it after this now. Now I feel better. That's why we do this. Rocky, do you want to say why you're being hypochondriac this week? If you are. Okay. So I think uh, my hypochondria, well, every time I hang out with people and I definitely hang out very socially distant safe I hang out if I hang out with my friends we hang out outside um if I go on dates with guys so far through the pandemic except for a couple in the beginning I was very COVID safe like (laughs) no kissing maybe a side hug with masks on um I would say that what I what I'm a hypochondriac about is COVID. Like, if I even look at somebody, I'm like, oh, they just gave me COVID. Yeah. So, and For I sure. will stop putting that in the air because that's where COVID lives. <laughs> 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 they're born. So, yeah. And um, I feel good. I feel like our roommate got tested the other day for work. My brother, I think, had to get tested for a shoot he did the other day. I got tested a couple weeks ago. I'd like to get tested again early in the week. So, you know. We should go together. We should. We should have a COVID. Fun. Because <laughs> that, gives, that gives me peace of mind. I've only been once to get a test. Um, and would... it was psycho. It was it, in the oh, sense no. of. No. It, 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 okay. Let me take that back. It wasn't psycho. But the lady that was the doctor came in. Okay, I mentioned she was a lady. Yeah, she, and I, I love women. We only support women. And she ended up doing the most phenomenal job. But at first, she almost didn't have me because she came in, didn't say hello, didn't introduce herself, went to take off my mask. <gasps> and I was like, and then she's going to undo the thing. It, it was all happening so fast. And she's about to put it in my nose without, before we even exchange a hello. And I pulled my mask back up and I said, um, I'm sorry, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, Kaylee, no. (laughs) Yeah, and she said, I'm not going to give you time to be scared. She said, the only way this is going to hurt is if you don't say ah. And then she proceeded to put it up my, and I was like, ah, and she did it so fast. She was gone like a ghost. And I literally ran out the door and was like, thank you, I'm sorry. And like, that was the last I saw of her. That girl has seen everything. She's sick of this. She's like, she's sick of this shit. I had such a different experience. The nurse, because I get randomly tested at school and the nurse was like young. She was like, don't worry, I'm not going to scrape your brain. And I was like, we love to laugh. And then she like did it really nicely. And I was on my way. So I want, I want that for you next time. Fingers crossed. That's what I would love as well. Um, My hypochondria is also about COVID, but just, um, you know, I'm just always uh, when I was home, I would always check my temperature home, home, home in Bristol, Connecticut. I would always mm-hmm. check my temperature. My mom got a thermometer. It became a guilty pleasure. I was always like checking every day. My boyfriend yesterday brings, brings back to the apartment, new thermometer. I have checked my temperature six times in a matter of 24 hours. And of course it's going to change just a little bit, but it's an addiction. Did you hear me on the couch right before this? I did it twice. Oh no, I didn't even, you did it so stealthy. Yeah, you guys were That's talking. That's what's scary is she's good at hiding it. 
you this one you just put up to your temple and so I mm. I just literally put it up to my temple and then I was like hmm 99 is that good and then I looked it up and was like that's technically not a fever you're fine but then um I did it again and no worries 98.4 so thank god so it went down six point six degrees mm-hmm. okay which to me that's quick for that I was at 101 should I be concerned <laughs> yes yes cut the podcast cut cut the it. Podcast. I can't stop sweating and I have the chills should I be worried or? I'm dripping sweat in here is it the hottest day of the year in here I don't know my eyes I have pink eye should I be concerned <laughs> so I've been talking about pink eye all day it was almost my thing I was being a hypochondriac about but you got poop eye no no one around me has pink eye I just have lately I think it's since I saw Pence's eye during the mm-hmm. debate because I was just like, pink eye. And now I'm just, it's just on my brain. I was going to say, it, what is? A pink eye is a symptom of COVID. What is it? And I was talking about that. <laughs> that pink eye was a symptom of COVID. And I, I won't go into it. I don't want to expose this person on the podcast, but there's someone who's like, oh, I think I had COVID in, in February because then I, then I had that pink eye and I was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And then I learned pink eye was a symptom of COVID. And I was like, no, they did. They had COVID. Oh my gosh. That's some, that, that's a huge trend I would say for people is anyone who had a sniffle from the time of January, maybe December to March is like, I did in fact have no, COVID. Kaylee, I think this person did. Because oh. then someone else, oh, you know the person. I just don't want to out the them. I know. Yes. Actually, this. Oh, my God. He won't be pissed. He He says all the time. My former roommate from college, Owen, because he was sublet. He was subletting in this Big Apple. And I remember he was like, I think I have the flu again. And I was like, buddy, you just had the flu. Like, what are you talking about? And I offered to go to the hospital with him. And he was like, no, just in case I have it. Like, I don't want you to get sick. I think he did in fact have COVID. So. And then the next week in Cape Cod, he had an eye infection and he went to the doctors and they're like, it's not pink eye. It's just something is, is going on that whole week. You know me and you know, and I'm attached at his hip cuddling. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, whatever, if you have it, I have it. I didn't know it could be COVID. You had no idea how much he really, I think he did have it. He's one, he's someone that did. I think I had it. You saw me in January. Mm-hmm. I was like not doing well. Um, on January 1st, I was at a friend's house and we were like making our goals for the year and, and like just so excited for what 2020 had to offer. And all of a sudden I turned into a different person. My whole body, it was like someone shut the light off in my body and I was so cold and I looked at him and I go, I think I'm passing away. No, I thought it was for overactive partying in December. But in fact, um, I was in a text chain with five of my old coworkers who all were as sick as me and who I had spent New Year's Eve with. And all of us think we like checked back in in April and we all think we had COVID at the same time. Um, It was January 1st and I was sick for like, I'd say I was sick for about six or seven days, but it was, Kaylee saw me. I couldn't even make my own food. They had to make me soup and I was barely eating it. I was in bed. I w- it was, it was horrendous. And you're not someone who feels a little something and is like, oh, I'm sick, right? That's no, I get bad. up and I'm like, I'm not sick. I can power through this. I'll take three vitamin C, go for a run. I'll, I'll be like, I will, I'll run a cold out. I'll be like, I'll just go run, but no gyms. I wish I was that girl. Anytime I feel anything, I'm like, I need to take 
at least a good half hour to sit in this because I am nervous as, as to what it could be. <laughs> I like to power through, but then um, I did that one time when I thought I had strep. I was like, I'm going to paddleboard. I'm going to do stuff like I'm going to live for the moment. And then it turned out I had mono. <laughs> so I was making myself really sick by being like, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to, I'm going to go through this. My doctor was like, that was really, I went tubing and like I laid <laughs> on my stomach and she was like, yeah. So like you have an extended spleen right now. So like, be really careful. Cause like, if something touches it wrong, it could explode. And I was like, I went tubing. I was, I'm kissed by Jesus that nothing happened. What would I have done in the middle of a lake if my spleen exploded? I can't even think about Cry. that. Oh, dripping sweat. That makes Cry me is what I would do. Hmm. Honestly, that made me anxious too. Mm-hmm. Cause like the spleen, people don't talk about it enough. I don't, I can tell you where it is. My friend got stepped on by a horse in fourth grade and ruptured her spleen. She's fine. She lived to tell the tale. Um, That's my sweet girl, Jordan Thoreau, I'll give her a shout out. A horse stepped on her. She was an equestrian. Jeez. Okay. Lived to tell the tale. Equestrian. <laughs> Look at this girl. That was improv, but we'll get back to that later. Um, I'm going to start with Rocky for this one. Yes. Because I'm curious. Rocky, do you feel underrated this week? And if so, why? I actually, if can I be 100% honest? Mm-hmm. Always. I feel in this moment overrated. <laughs> why? I'm so honored to be on the podcast. I just feel, well, I feel a little sad because I haven't been performing the way mm-hmm. I'm used to performing, but that's a symptom of coronavirus, COVID-19, we're all familiar. <laughs> um, and do do I feel underrated? Um, no and yes. Is that a good answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like people who know me, like, okay, for example, I went on a date last week with a really cute, really nice guy. And I happened to know, well, I didn't know his mutual friend, but his well, I guess he wouldn't be a mutual friend if I didn't know him. I didn't know his friend, but his friend knew me. And his friend was like, oh, Rocky, she lives in Astoria. And I was like, how did your friend know me? And he's like, oh, he met you at this bar and you told him, but like, he's maybe not as memorable as you or something. You obviously are like pretty popular if he knows you. And my friends had also come and talked to me at the comedy show. So that made me feel really cool. So I feel like the people who do know me for the most part like me and have nice things to say about me. So that makes me feel overrated. I hope that doesn't sound like uh, everybody likes me because I'm sure there no, are people who just No, it doesn't me. sound like that. But um, also, so I feel like I'm not underrated by the people who know me. Mm-hmm. Um, by Hollywood, yes, underrated. Yeah. But there's yeah. Not underrated. You know what, actually- <laughs> She I'm fits gonna... right in with the vibe. She fits yeah. right in with the vibe That's here. That's the... how we feel. If the right person- yeah, I'm going to just the piggyback right. off of that this week and say I feel underrated by ho- Hollywood as well. Yeah. Um, because why aren't you calling? What did I do? Yeah. Um, you could you can go to my website if you want. Yeah, maybe you don't have the information as to what my name is, but you could find it. Not my fault. Yeah, you could find it. The internet is huge. I feel underrated by Hollywood. Watch the binge on Hulu. Tina, how about you? Um, I feel that way about the movie. Um book smart I'm like you could have called me and I would have done it 
I would have done it. Like, so that's how I feel about that. And then I feel, I don't know if it's underrated, but I do feel like people in my life should have told me about this. Um, It recently came to my attention that I open my mouth really laterally when I talk. Like it's an audio experience. So sorry to everyone at home, but like, instead of going, my mouth going up and down like an opera singer, it goes like side to side. And it makes my British accent suck. <laughs> and, and I didn't know that was the, the missing piece until my professor was like, put a little something in between your teeth. Um, so what I landed on was an almond. And I had to do an, a whole scene with an almond between my teeth to help me like talk like this, like, because when I open up my mouth so wide, I have a horrible British accent. And my voice teacher, when I was little, said I was the only student she ever had to tell to close their mouth. So I just I just feel like this has been a, a problem in my life that like I can't believe it's gone this long to be addressed. And now I'm gonna have a great British accent though. That's the great news. I never noticed it before you pointing before you pointed it out. Now you're gonna notice it forever. And but you know, I love it. Thanks, Carly. It. it always looks like you're smiling. That's I usually am. Not that women have to. Not that women have to. It's for me. Stop with that. It's for me. When I smile, it's for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When men in New York, it, it became a lot less. The cat calling got a, uh, to be a lot less after this woman, and we love her. Uh, she did a video where she walked way uptown, from way uptown to way downtown with a camera on her person and just to record all the cat calls. And after that video went viral, the cat calls did slow down. Was I cat called this morning? Yes. Um, first thing in the morning, 20 feet outside my apartment, which it was like, honestly, I kind of was like, okay. Cause he wasn't so <laughs> disgusting. Um, but it also kind of definitely sucks. It's definitely violating and I don't encourage cat calling, but, um, I forgot where I was going with this. We were saying, we're talking about, the but video. would people tell you to smile? Oh, when, um, yeah. When people tell you to smile, when people used to tell me to smile in the city before, before masks, BC, before COVID, um, I would make a really ridiculous face at them. Like I would make like a, like a scary face when they would say to smile, like, or I'd be like, and like, you can't see it, but I'm making like, a, well, you can see it, but the people. I can see it. It's scary, guys. I would do like an ugly face because I'm like, you don't get to tell me to smile. And now you don't get to see my hot face. Mm-mm. True. Mm-hmm. And that's all on that. It's good points. Guys, does it feel like two in the morning? Yeah. This is the second podcast we've recorded in a row where I'm like, okay, I'm sleepy. Where you're like, the times are weird. The weird time. It feels like 2 a.m. Um, But that's okay. Rocky's here, you guys, to discuss our underrated topic of the week, which is... Improv comedy. You guys ever heard of it? Yes, and yes, and yes, and um, Rocky, um, pre-COVID, of course, performer people's improv theater. Um, been doing improv for years and years and years. Uh, we were lucky enough to even see her come and perform at our school with her former team. And um, Rocky, why don't you give us a little history on um your improv background and where it all began? So I started doing improv. Um when I was 22, it was about six months after I graduated college. And I started doing it because my acting teachers in school told us, oh, do improv. It will help you with commercial auditions. Most commercial auditions are improvised, which is actually pretty true. Some of them have copy, but a lot of them, they do want you to improvise. 
And then when I started doing it, I did it um, straight through at the pit. So I went level one, back to back, level two, three, four, five. Um, I started an indie team. Well, I was on an indie team and then I was on another indie team and then I was on another indie team. And when I was finished uh, with the pit, I immediately went to UCB still with my indie teams. And for people who don't know what an indie team is, an indie team is when you're an improv team formed with people you want to form a team with and you book your own shows and you aren't affiliated with any theater. Well, that's fun laughs. That's friends. That's friends mm-hmm. having It's laughs. friends, yeah. My first indie team ever was Agent Cooper, one of my closest friends who I'm so close with now. Isabel Owens was on that team with me. And we also did almost all of our improv schooling together um, at the Pit and UCB. So after... I finished up at the pit. I went directly to UCB and did the same thing with them. I went level one, two, three, four, and then I got accepted into their advanced study program. Me and only two other people or one or two other people in my class got accepted. So that was a really big honor. Um, Advanced study program back then meant you could audition for Herald teams. I think I auditioned with 700 other people. I did not get placed on a Herald team, but not, but shortly after auditioning um, at the pit, I think it, I had to audition to get on a pit house team three times. It wasn't like I just walked on, but around the same time that I auditioned for Herald teams, I had auditioned for pit house teams and I got placed on my first pit house team. Uh, that was really fun. Our name was high school drama club. <laughs> and I was on that team for six months. It was a Monday night team, which they described at the pit that the Monday night teams would be kind of like equivalent to the minor leagues and the Wednesday night teams would were the major leagues. So I was on that team for six months, which is a season. And then I got placed on a Wednesday team with all women except one male, Pat, who was on Hero Complex with me. Oh, yes. He was the only male on that team for the first six months. And our team name was Devo. And it was explosive like the audience it was a Wednesday night team everybody like had heard about all the people that were placed on Devo it was it was to this day like I'm getting chills thinking of it it was like one of the most electric feelings um ever being on that team there were signs with like our names in it in oh, the my audience. God. oh my god <laughs> it was incredible just and everybody like knew who Devo was it was really an honor to be on that team and we played together for a year and then I got placed uh they put Hero Complex together and Hero Complex, at this point, all of us knew each other. We were all friends. We had all been in the community together. Pat and I were on Devo together. And uh, Hero Complex, that was like my home team. That was my favorite. I, you don't want to say your favorite team of all time, but I will I will say that Hero Complex was my favorite team of all time because like, I formed some of my closest relationships on that team. Um, we got to perform at your school for money, which was great. And we just really genuinely enjoyed being around each other. Uh, then after about, I think Hero Complex was together for three and a half years. I want to say it could have been four and a half, but I think it was three and a half. It's Is one. that um, long for a team to be together? Very long, especially Wednesday main stage team. It was a really long time. We were together for, you know, longer than most teams, most house teams. Um, so that was really great. Uh, and I would say when we got split up, it was probably time. So that's okay. That happens with improv teams. Everybody still loved each other. There's no bl- bad blood, but um, it was time, I think. 
And then I got placed on another team on Wednesdays, which I was really happy and grateful to be put on that team. I was a little sad because I wasn't on a team with a bunch of veterans. I was really the only veteran on that team, but I got to make some really cool friends that I wouldn't have made otherwise. Um, Veteran for the pit. Some of them had been doing improv for a while, but just in terms of like people who had been around the pit. And uh, so I was a little, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't wasn't a little sad that I wasn't put on the veteran team, but I was like more, I guess, I don't know, an anchor for that team. And that felt really good. Um, And I loved playing with them. And I played with them for almost for a little over six months. And I also perform at the Armory, which is in Midtown Manhattan. And that the performing at the Armory is, I would say the ultimate improv experience, because it's so intimate all the teams sit in the audience and watch each other before we go up on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like an improviser who's at their core, like a huge improv nerd and who just is not judgmental of the craft and who's just ready to see the weirdest, most awesome stuff made up, up on the spot. That's the, the armory is the clubhouse to do that. So I felt like I joined that community. I got put on a great team called weird cat. We performed together Um, And they were already an already formed team. And I got placed with them, great friends with them to this day. And uh, I can't wait to get back to doing improv when this is all done. I still perform on the Armory shows. We do them online, but it's not the same. And uh, yeah, I I love, I love my time at the pit. I'm not going to lie and say I made some of the greatest friends of my life, but being in the armory feels like I'm in my improv cult and I don't <laughs> want to be anywhere else. That was also beautiful. This girl, she's done a lot. A she lot has. So wait, what is the, if you could describe the vibe of like the pit and UCB and the armory, because like, you did a really good job of describing the Armory's vibe, but like, what would yeah. you say the vibe of like the pit and UCB is? So the vibe of UCB, I I feel like because of when I started out doing comedy, I could go over to UCB and I would see a lot of people I started out with and I would be able to talk to them like normal, but it does have a very elitist vibe because it is so difficult to get on teams there. Now UCB is gone. Um, it doesn't exist on the East coast anymore. It does exist on the West coast, but it doesn't exist on the East coast anymore. But when it existed, it was like, these are the best improv teams in New York city and they're great. And everybody's dying to be on these teams. And it just felt, it does feel a little elitist and they are like, I would say the coolest quote unquote of the improvisers in New York, because they are backed by Amy Poehler and the, competition levels are so hard high to get on the team but I never felt like uncomfortable going to shows there because I usually always knew somebody on a team there and I was like I remember when you like were getting notes in class so you're not hot shit <laughs> yeah where is that okay that I said shit I have the worst mouth podcast um, is over I'm calling it I'm calling it guys so that would be like the vibe of UCB is a little bit more elitist. Now the pit felt cool too, 
And I think the Pitts vibe, the bar, like you could go do a show and then you could go hang out in the bar area. And that was awesome. That always felt like you could go in there. You would always know somebody and always have a friend. I'm sorry, Kaylee, am I boring you? <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Guys, Kaylee just yawned. I'm pissed oh, and Rocky's furious. I swear I was literally just thinking, <laughs> yeah, the bar is fun. <laughs> It is fun laughter. Yeah, the bar is fun. No, Kaylee was the best because Kaylee would come solo and watch my shows and then we would hang. I love watching Rocky perform. She's oh the God. funniest girl on the show. She's team. so funny. The, we're hugging. You guys can't see it, but we're hugging. <sighs> They're hugging, guys. It's really sweet. Oh, All is forgiven yeah. about the yawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that's really uh, wild, uh, I've told Rocky this before, but Tina and I, we both went to WestCon. Tina still goes even. And um, when Rocky's um, Team Hero Complex would come, they would come like, do you guys come once or twice a year uh, for a few years? I think in, in total, I want to say we came four or five times. So maybe we would come once a semester okay. or, or I don't. That remember. adds up to me. My okay. freshman year, they came twice. Okay. Okay. That was like. Heaven. They were, they were rock stars at WestCon. When the theater department yeah. would hear that Hero Complex was coming, they would normally come like right after a show was closing too, like on the same day. So like everyone would want to go and then one of the cast would be like well we want to see hero complex like you have to wait till like we take down the set and stuff like it was always a really big thing at school and I don't know if you guys ever got how extreme it was but everybody was like we have to see hero complex actually like people would change their schedule it was a big deal especially the wig kids oh my god the wig kids. <laughs> all of us me included um no it was so the first time I saw Hero Complex was the first time I saw an improv show. It was oh it was December of my freshman year. It was the first time I had seen, I had just started doing improv, like going to weekly WIG, which for listeners, WIG is Western Improv Group. It's the improv team at uh, my school. And I was like, this is like magic. Like I was floored. I was so, so excited. And then when you guys came again in the spring, it was also very exciting. Yeah, we, uh, we will, I will speak on behalf of that team and say we did not feel underrated when we got there. <laughs> we really felt like, what, that song that's like, is it Back in Black? Yeah. Back in <laughs> The door is open and it's like smoke coming and we all have like aviators on walking through the halls of your college. Like we really felt, um while taking care of, we felt like the energy for, from the students was so true and genuine. And um, yeah, it was like a nice little ego boost. It was fun. Well, when, um, when Howard was still in school, Howard is my boyfriend, Rocky's brother. Um, my he, friend. And <laughs> Tina's friend. Um, he was the president of the Western Improv Group. And so he obviously set up for Hero Complex to come and do a show. Um, and the first time they were coming, Howard, um, and this is a beautiful thing, what I'm about to say, he uh, is a perfectionist and had when he has a vision, that vision comes true. And so I believe the first time you guys came, there was um, specific lights that were shined on you when you guys came out that were different than what were on for the set. And like the intro music, like, was had it flashing lights? That's what I'm thinking when he walked out the flashing lights. I feel like he's told me this story about like how he did the light, like describing it to me like it, I think in hopes that like I, I do it again. Yeah, absolutely. He would do- like, I would do it. I love that song. 
he would it, he did that for like wig shows too like when the wig team performed but like for some reason i remember this i think it was hero complex but like he like had to make sure like the sound was right and he was like getting people to do so it was a very, it was a very big day when hero complex was coming i, I remember that very distinctly and i it's so exciting i had seen hero complex spoiler beforehand Brag. Mm-hmm. You had. Yeah, I had went to the Big Apple. Matt Rocky wasn't wasn't dating her brother at the time, and she was like, "Oh, nice to meet you." And I said, "Nice to meet you as well." And that, that was it. I knew. Can I tell you a secret? <laughs> Rocky told me. Kaylee, don't listen. Rocky, tell Can me what it is. Ears, please. Oh, I knew that they liked each other. <gasps> how? How could you tell? Because you just know, like you just feel the energy. Like he wasn't. Look at this. Look at this. Angel. I know she's you know, everything. I can see right now. They're really gassing me up because I'm <laughs> as you should. And gross. And you're kind of dressed like a soccer player. <laughs> I am. I was watching school yeah. though. I always wish I was a soccer player. They were like really cool and hot in my high school. Soccer players are always like pretty. And I played basketball, and I don't want to drag us, but that wasn't always the case. You know what I mean? I just okay, can we cut that? The, I didn't do any part. My high school is gonna be like, we are pretty, and you guys are all beautiful. But like, I feel like soccer players, I feel like their makeup was done to the nines, and their hair straightened hair. so nice always, and it always nice during the game. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. soccer players are really cool. Shout out to soccer players. I don't think any of them listen. Um, and shout out any, to any soccer. girls basketball team. No hate, you guys. Only no love. Hate. And no shout hate. out to football players in the UK. <laughs> yeah, football players in the... I thought you were saying in America. And I was like, I don't know, Rocky. I have a checkered past with them. Like, I... Ugh. No, no, no. I meant, like, football. Football. Yeah, no. That was, a, that was really smart. When it hit in my brain, I was like, that's smart. <laughs> Um, what were we, oh, I was like, what's the topic of the podcast? Improv, girl. Um, Rocky, why would you say improv is underrated in our community? I would say that improv is underrated because there is so much bad improv. So people- She's uh, dragging her craft. She absolutely is destroying it. I think- And we're here for it. (laughs) I think that improv, I would be lying if I didn't say that I didn't spend four years doing bad improv. It takes a really long time to get, people can be naturally good at it in the beginning. I've been in plenty of classes with people who, who were just like amazing. You're like, oh, this person, it clicks for them. For most improvisers starting out, it um, takes a while before whatever it is that makes you a good improviser before it clicks. And because it's one of those things that could, especially when I started doing it, improv was everywhere. It was in all like underground bars, there's spaces for improv. You could put up your own shows and you're constantly asking your friends, oh, come to my show, come to my show. And you got to go to their show because you want to go to your show and you I can't tell you how many hours of bad improv I've sat through and people who are outside of the community seeing bad improv are like, oh, this is what all improv is like. But really, really good improv is like Tina said, it's magic. Mm -hmm. I remember those moments when I was um, a younger improviser and uh, seeing things and you're like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And you don't, you don't forget those moments. So that's why I think improv is underrated because people are just ready to make fun of it, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And mostly people that would never, ever try it themselves. 
Oh yeah. hundred percent. They're mm-hmm. babies. Yeah. Like that's what I find at school, not to drag anyone, but people will be like, yeah, I don't like, I'll be like, Oh, are you coming to the show? And they'll like wrinkle their nose. And they're like, that's just not at all mm-hmm. my thing. Like, and then it's always the people who are like, so scared in class when a professor says that sometimes you'll have to improv on like a commercial shoot or in a movie mm-hmm. I'm like well you don't just it doesn't just happen for you like yeah. everyone needs to practice and like sometimes practice is bad and that's yeah. okay and that's what makes improv good is all those bad moments you're like oh this doesn't work I will try it this way next time but you're right Tina it is the people who are um, afraid to try it themselves or who they're just internally scared they're usually the ones that are more judgmental of it okay yeah no, I'm the only even, one here that hasn't been on an improv team you're not and judgmental no, though let, but you're not judgmental you come and support <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I actually was I was gonna explain myself in college if that's okay yeah I didn't mean to step on you no it's okay you. Rocky I understand I did can't. I step on your spleen like the country yeah, absolutely like a <laughs> like horse we just um, couldn't bear the thought of you thinking that we're pissed at you. That's okay, never the case. I appreciate it because I got <laughs> nervous. I was like, no, 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 wait, there's more. Um, when I was in college, I, of course, always went to all the wake shows, loved it, loved watching improv. Also, in class, whenever there's improv games and such, love them, addicted to them, always had such laughs, um, craved that shit. But um, I do remember when Howard and I started dating him being wig president and all, um, when I would go up at wig, which was rare, sometimes I, this is going to sound crazy, but I was like, this is Howard's thing. I'm just here to support. And then I remember one time I went up for a game or something and Howard was like, oh, yay, cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards he was like, truly just giving notes to be like, you know, a nice boyfriend and be like, oh, you did this, but like maybe try this. And like, I learned in class this. And I was like, I can't have a note session after weekly wig. So I decided I was like, I will be a supporter from now on. And that's what I did. But um, I did just, I I just wanted to throw that out there because I know a lot of people uh, know I didn't participate in wig. And I really just loved watching it. I'll say it. No, he is a big supporter of wig. You came back even after graduating to come see the murder mystery wig show. I love you, sweet girl. That meant so much to me. I was having a hard time. I love that. And that was, that was a good show. I'm feeling the love right now. We're addicted to each other. Is, let's just let's just do this every week. Doesn't matter if we record it or not, guys. We just meet. We just meet. We, we just meet and we just talk. Just gush, gush, gush. I can't gush. watch TV shows because we just start talking throughout all of them. We can't. Rocky <laughs> and I both watch. Okay, specifically, I remember anytime we say we're gonna watch This Is Us and catch up together. It's an oh hour my god, show. me and my mom watching that show is crit. We're like pause is Rebecca being a bitch or not? Like that's, that's every week for us. Like we can never decide if, if Rebecca's being, being annoying, but then we think Kate is too mean to her. We think sometimes. When Kate was little girl, Rebecca was too mean. But now that Kate's older, Kate has resentment. Now she's mean to Rebecca. But then they had that really nice episode where they swam in the pool. Tell me, tell me. I think that Rebecca really tried with Kate as a young girl okay and I think so as an adult she makes little snide comments it is I'm not saying Kate's not mean to Rebecca now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think Kate was always mean to Rebecca do I think Rebecca handled Kate's weight issues great in childhood no I don't think so I think she but also you know it was a different time 
(laughs) that that show will have you hating someone one season in their corner like the the insane shift in my house from randall to kevin like we we started being like randall stop it just stop it and and now all of a sudden kevin who we were furious at six months ago we're saying this is our golden boy we love him now yeah (laughs) yeah they do switch it up but randall uh something even when he annoys me i love him me too i know we we do love randall but i hate when he puts beth through a lot and that's all i'll say i'm the most addicted to beth yeah she's best character and those little girls and when they made one of the little girls a lesbian i was like absolutely yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, the show's great. And beautiful Rocky and I, when we pause, we're never talking about the show. No, we never. will go up on a tangent for about an hour about anything and everything and then be like, let's play it again. <laughs> we'll get 10 more minutes in and then do the same exact fucking thing and then go to bed. Rocky, what's up? What's your big three? Do you know your rising and moon? Um, I could tell you if I go to get my cell phone. Wait, I think, Kaylee, I think we should it. allow it. I think okay. it's important. I need you to know when you said, what's your big three? I thought you meant like, (gasps) um, I wonder if that was the connection in my brain. Like I'm thinking this is us big three. So like then for astrology, I say big three because I don't say that really. (laughs) I just ask people if they know their rising or their moon. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, um, she doesn't, she has Howard. I don't know if he could count for, I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm asking her to life cast her triplets. (laughs) She did. <laughs> she, who are your um other two triplets? Who who is part of that? Who if you if you were in the big three? And then and then Kevin and then Randall and then Kate is my order. That's your order. I mean, let's talk about the dead one. Yeah, I feel bad for the dead one. They could have been on TV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's true. Um, this will come back later when we say, did we cross the line? Okay. Yeah, we will. I will be bringing that up and taking, I play, just so everyone knows, I plan to take full responsibility for that later. Okay. Yeah. Me as well. Um, Rocky's pulling it up right now. This Can I just say a guy on Hinge, just his opening line was hi. If there's any men who are doing Hinge, don't open with hi. It's don't 20. Open with hi, guys. Come on. Was there emoji or exclamation point? Absolutely not. Not even oh. That's scary then. Um, so my son is in Taurus. My, I'm a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, April 29th. For those of you that are listening and want to send gifts. <laughs> in Libra. That's Kaylee. Kaylee, that's your moon. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's me. That's and me. then ascendant in Cancer. Well, that makes perfect sense why you and Kaylee are such peas in a pod can chat, chat, chat. We can. That's something about us. Because she's Cancer, Sun, and then Moon and Libra. Wow. Wow. That's, I just had to know. more about this than us. I'd have yeah. to read a description, but. I always I... have to check CoStar. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. I hate CoStar, though, with the compatibility, because they just say you're not friends with anyone. Uh, yeah, I want to get be- like discouraged by it. And I'm like, no, I don't really agree with the way they set up the compatibility. What is that? The similar? Yeah, you're similar to Mike. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't, Tina did all of my chart for me. And to me, that was great. <laughs> that was fun for me too. I did my boss's chart at work, which definitely crossed the line. Um, <laughs> 
but I, I didn't read all of it out of respect. Like I've had a few teachers ask me to do their birth chart and I like, I don't tell them this, but like, if any of them are listening, I don't look at the like stuff that's about like relationships and love. Cause I'm like, that's between you and we we're, I'm not going to cross that line. I'm not going to cross that line. Um, that's awesome. They don't, that. they don't know that it gives me so much information about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm that it's, I just itch my pants down like a fart. That's okay. So you know about that stuff, Tina? Yeah. Tell me the truth about my future. I don't know the future, but I, I like am really into the personality aspect of it. Okay. But yeah, I, yeah. I love to talk about it. Wait, should we talk about improv? Yes. Oh my gosh. Another thing about Rocky is she's, imp- she's improviser. She's female improviser. You guys are thinking about that? And I know what you're thinking. Okay, cool. Why do we have to label it? Um, because we fucking do, because female comedians are underrated. Female improvisers underrated. Women in comedy are underrated. We could do a whole another fucking episode on that. And we probably fucking know. But we're gonna talk about right now why Rocky feels women are underrated in comedy. Yeah. You got any insight? Um, well, because there's this whole theory which I don't even know where this came from because have you ever heard of the TV show I Love Lucy? I mean, it's like still to date one of the funniest TV shows of all time. You know that. So good. I was Lucille Ball when I was 10 for my birthday party. Um, so Lucy is great. great. And that is like one of the best that comes of all time. So I don't know where this, if that show has been around as long as it has been, I don't know where this uh, rumor that women aren't funny has come from, but people love or men love to say, and you know what, honestly, some self-hating women love to say women aren't funny. And it's not because women aren't funny. It's because they don't want women to be funny. And because they, people are threatened by women and all the power that we possess. Um, Men are funny too. Of course, average Joes, we love a funny man, but I think it's um, harder, I don't know. I think it's like an ego thing why people think women aren't funny or people don't want to watch a hot girl do something gross with her face or make a weird noise or, you know, anything that takes her out of the box that society has put her in. So yeah, I don't know why that happens. I think I will say this. There's benefits to playing on a team with all women. The total comfort you feel sharing the stage with women, the camaraderie you feel, the like, you get it. You can do a lot more peas in a pod scene, which you said peas in a pod not too long ago, but a peas in a pod scene in improv is when you mirror and match somebody and you do the same action. Um, I will shout out to Lorraine Sink, who is my number one peas in a pod improviser friend. We always would do peas in a pod scenes together. And it was the absolute, some of the most fun scenes I've ever done in my life. And women like, you know, you can build each other up doing that kind of comedy. With men, a lot of the time are so excited to be on stage and they're so, they think they're so funny. And some of the time they are really funny, but they will, men will trample over you if you allow it. So you, there's a lot of benefits to playing with men if you want to strengthen yourself, if your voice is quieter. I felt like when I first was on Hero Complex, uh, Hero Complex it was um, 
a very male heavy team and all really talented male improvisers. And I was, um, even though they were my friends, I was intimidated, but I used that to my advantage. I looked to Lorraine as somebody who I admired in comedy and was like, okay, if I'm on a team with Lorraine, I belong here too. Because, you know, they think I'm good enough to play with her, then I belong here too. And, you know, she always reminded me, like, let's never let these men trample us. Like, we're strong enough to be here. And it's a muscle playing with boys because uh, they'll they'll make sure they get their words in. They will. And you, you said that to me because I asked you the second time Hero Complex came. I had just... I remember. Yeah, I asked you because I had just been invited onto the team and at the time like with the seniors who hadn't yet graduated like Uh we were still with them like it was a lot of boys um and all all dear friends but (laughs) like you said they're very it's a different energy and they will step out and I was so intimidated and felt and felt so timid I remember hating how I felt like I was like I'm not this person why do I feel so small in this moment and you were like you just have to go fucking do it because they will so you have to too and that stuck with me and it's true it it does make you bolder yeah I'm glad that stuck with you because it's something that you can tell female improvisers under you like just go and I've had more you're always going to have more fun going for it the shows where I was like my wackiest self and my not caring about my appearance self because I I do care about my appearance and I have a I wouldn't say that I'm like super vain but I like to wear like you know booty shorts to an improv show or like a cleavage top like that's just who I've always been my entire life so I I care about the things I wear I'm I'll curl my hair before a show I'll put on a full face of makeup but um I can also do that and be really silly. And it took me a while to get there. I used to be afraid to be silly. And the shows where I was silly and the shows where I was bold were the shows where I was best. Write that down. That that is, that is something about it is not wanting to look ugly. It's funny to look back because I remember my freshman year, I'm a junior now, my freshman year, I felt insecure about acting like a caterpillar in front of one of my classes and now it's like, that is something that's, that's ground zero. That's where I begin is acting like a caterpillar, but it, it just takes time to release your inhibitions. Yeah. Feel the rain on your skin. Yeah. No one else can do it for you. Normalize acting like a caterpillar in front of your class. Rocky, thank you for breaking that down for us also about being a woman in comedy. Um, we admire you. We're we admire you. Okay. Oh, truly Rockwell is breaking into a natasha bedingfield song mm-hmm. <laughs> and wait, do you think she's gonna sue she's underrated i'll say that actually natasha if you're listening don't sue we'll do an episode please yeah, don't sue. also i haven't heard from her in a long time and at this point i don't know if she's canceled or something so i take back what i said um let we me do the on her and i'll come back next episode because i don't know where she's at right now and she could have done some crazy shit i don't know about yeah so okay yeah Norfolk's doing research <laughs> We had no way of knowing Natasha Bedingfield was going to come. I think we need to cut ourselves some slack on the research. We had no way of knowing. Deadass? These words are my own. Uh Okay, I won't sing it because copyright. But then then the one we were just talking about. Yeah. What else? Unwritten. Maybe she'll... Do you think she only released two singles? Or do you think those are the only two from her album that became popular? 
Um, I will say that I remember when she came out, I danced on a car at a campsite when I was 17 to these words of my own. That's huge. That's fun. Then Unwritten came out, couldn't dance on a car to that, and I don't know anything else. Okay, well, um, fact check. I think we're going to have to fact check that too, but I would like to go along with that belief that she only has two singles and they just happen to be hits, absolute hits. Something I will say is that when I was younger, I couldn't listen to the song Unwritten without crying because I loved the Today Show and I loved Katie Couric specifically. I loved her work as um, as a journalist. And when she left the Today Show, they released balloons and played Unwritten and I sobbed, I sobbed. And it was the morning and my mom was like, okay, Tina, time to get ready for school. And I was like, you're making me go to school? And she had to tell my teacher that the reason I was distraught, nothing was wrong at home, nothing was going on, but Katie Couric uh, left the Today Show that day. And that's why I was having such a hard time. That's so fucking funny, Tina. Wouldn't you return your kid to the stork? No. Aren't you exhausted at that point? You're like, nothing's (laughs) wrong. Nothing's wrong. A woman moved on from a job. It's so funny that that song brings you to that moment because I think of the Hills theme song. Oh. You both said, I thought you'd both be like, yeah, me too. And you both were like, mm-hmm. The Hills was a huge part of my upbringing. Oh, yeah. I know that about you. Yeah, they're actually um, truly 10-minute episodes with about 25 minutes of commercials. It's Perfect ratio. Insane. Um, wow. But I'm obsessed with it. I still, to this day, don't know if it's scripted um, or not but I like to believe that it is because if it is, then they gave us some of the best performances of our generation, you guys. So. I will say this about the Hills. I went to go visit a friend in college at, who went to Florida State, Megan Elkies. Hi, Megan. Um, I went to visit her and I went to her classes because Florida State was huge. It's a huge school. So they wouldn't even notice if you like brought someone into class. And one of her classes was literally just watching the hills and taking notes on <gasps> TV. I should have gone to college in Florida. Yeah. We all should have. And then, you know, skedaddle. And then, yeah, get out. Get for the out. party, though. You go for the party. <sighs> <laughs> for the party. I love to say that, but I probably would go to one party and then just be like, that's not for me. I love to have an apartment hangout. <laughs> We're the same, girly. We're the same. But after um, COVID's done, I've decided these are actually um, things that I did decide pre this podcast recording is that I want to take improv class. <gasps> mm-hmm. And because uh, not to not to totally bring this up, but when I did was on, when I was on set for the binge, they at one point it was all improv. It was all improv, and I was like, they weren't lying about this. So you guys. You heard it here second. First from Rocky, second from me. It's a lot of improv. So I said, yeah, gotta do it class. Gotta brag on my friend Kaylee, but you nailed it. You Thanks, stole the really. Thank you. Thank you guys. That is a huge exaggeration from my friends, all of, um, but thank you guys. You stole the movie. Thank you. Um, and then next thing I'm going to do is go out more. If someone says to me, hey, do you want to come out tonight? Even if I'm feeling a little tired, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go because I want to have this experience. I'm going to also try to get better about living life to the fullest. And I really want to um, go to Canada. That's huge. Just once. I'm French Canadian. Right. Because yeah. you're, because your grandma. Some would call I her mom. Someone call her mom. She, you were saying that she speaks French. 
She does speak French. Um, one time I was in a French club with Rocky over quarantine. My meme did my homework for me one time um, because sometimes Google Translate just wasn't doing it. Okay, do you guys feel that we crossed the line at all this week? Yeah, when I brought up the the um, deceased sibling from This Is Us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me as well. Me three. Um, and I, I think you should just leave that there and say, yeah, we crossed the line. We crossed the line there and that's we okay. Who crossed the line? <laughs> we were the big three. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> another uh, drag right there. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, we admit we crossed the line, and that's okay. And this is us coming back October twenty seventh. There, I want to say. So get ready, you guys. It is. I think it I'm comes back two weeks. Three weeks. I can't Three weeks. I love that show. I, I think the writing is so good. Yeah. It's the best. Everyone should watch it so we all know what's going on with This Is Us. Everyone should just be in the loop. Yeah. This is my last thing I'll say about This Is Us is the, <laughs> the first night that it was coming on. Like, it's original air date. I was a sophomore in college. All my friends were in one show that semester, and I was in a show that was going on later in the semester, so I was the only one that didn't have rehearsal. And so I was really excited because I had seen commercials for this show this is us that was coming out and Milo how do you say his last name Ben Amelia sweet sweet boy Jess from Gilmore Girls has been addicted to him since little little girl and so I was like I need to watch the show with him and I want to say they got me hook line and sinker because I didn't fucking know what was going on until they showed us the picture of them at the end of the three oh of yeah them. I gasped I literally mm-hmm. I ran down the hallway to my friend Alicia's room because she was also in the same show as me that semester I said I just watched the craziest thing didn't even give her the chance to watch it told her everything that happened <laughs> I, that was a huge night for me and I have I do that me. all the time to my loved ones they're like sounds like a great movie wish I could have watched it instead of heard <laughs> every single detail from you yeah my mom did that recently with um Breaking Bad she <laughs> and my boyfriend and I were in the last season it was my first watch of it and she comes into the room and she goes oh did you get to the part where such and such thing happens and it hadn't happened yet and we're in the last season and I was like holy shit mom That's and she was so oh no no funny. I didn't spoil it like I well you just you, you figured and I was like oh my god nothing below to that woman but she did she did spoil that for me you never forget your worst spoil mine was get out this girl i told her i was so excited to see get out and she was like you know all this happens at the end and i was like why did you just say that to me and did she, you get mad at her for real did you say that yeah i Good. looked at her and i go why did you just do that i just told you i was excited to see it she's like <sighs> her name was sarah and i was pissed sarah That's if you're funny. listening we're pissed we didn't forget that's annoying. Never forget. Never. To not be apologetic after. My mom at least was apologetic when she saw I was upset. To not be apologetic and scoff is just making the situation worse. Yeah, I didn't speak to Much her for three weeks at work. And I told everyone, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't tell her you're going to see Get Out. <laughs> She's going to spoil it for you. <laughs> That's I'm so, so mad. Um, I'm going to dibs that as um my overrated thing for the week spoil it spoiling shows and movies that's overrated you guys let us live and watch it mm. even though I did the, sorry to my dear friend Alicia for doing that um, people got mad at me on TikTok for spoiling gossip girl I'm like I don't 
think it counts if it's been out 20 years. Yeah, what do you think is the time where it's okay to say, like, okay. Like, I, I understand, but I guess I could, I could have been more sensitive, but the way I felt was like, I'm not gonna live wrecked with, wrecked with guilt over a, a Gossip Girl plot, like. Yeah. Someone spoiled um, Sophie's choice for me. Mm-hmm. How and did they say, me, like, which one tell she me wrong, but I thought that. Um, yes. I, for a second, I was like, don't say which one. Um, but I was like, okay. Also, I, I literally had no idea what the movie was about. So just saying that gave it, gave it away to me. And it was just so upsetting it was really upsetting but then I was like you know what this movie's been out for how long one of Meryl's greatest performances can I be upset is that one of those movies where you can be upset I do think I think you can be upset uh it's hard because it's so iconic Mm -hmm. the moment the choice is made but up until that point it is kind of like oh what is going on in this snooze fest I mean her (laughs) accent is great but it's kind of like the plot lines of snooze fest until you know when the choice is made I I don't know I think always say disclaimer okay because shows are available for binging now it's different times like if things are binging and you didn't you did you missed the boat on something then it's like you're not gonna watch it but now if you couldn't just be like courtesy disclaimer I'm gonna spoil this thing yeah I mean I just watched Avatar the last airbender all the way through and like I had to protect myself from spoilers but that I felt was my responsibility because I was like I can't be mad it's been out a long a long long time but Mm -hmm. made it all the way through no spoilers really excited Tina I've watched three episodes (gasps) do you love it I I like it it's are you obsessed with Katara um I think it's good and I, I it gets better it gets better and I that's the thing when I say I think it's good that I genuinely do I don't you don't even have to defend it I that's how I felt that. at that point that's how I felt at that point so it didn't, I Howard just said from the other room bullshit genuinely he thinks I didn't like it but I did I, wa- I wouldn't have watched three episodes after the first one no, I, I know done. you wouldn't have let's call it a night a man trying to dominate the podcast classic classic I think it's a perfect uh wait no we still have I literally said what I thought was overrated and then said they don't get to say the what podcast they're. is over. It's not the podcast. Um, what I think is overrated off. is uh, talking about annoying things once they've passed. Um, oh. I just, I, I think we have normalized venting too much and it's gotten too hard to draw the line between like venting and like, okay, that's off my chest. And like just being dragged down into like talking about like especially at school like with rehearsal like one annoying rehearsal happens okay that's three hours of our life that was annoying and now we're all gonna hang out and talk about it for another yeah or no we were all there let's move past it so I think overrated is is talking about about things too much yeah that's the worst part of theater major culture I would yeah. say is literally you have rehearsal if it's shitty then if you guys are in the same show you go back to a dorm room you talk about it for so long I'd be like what the fuck can we go to sleep that I, I don't want to relive this three-hour rehearsal for the next three hours you know like why ruin more time than you have to if it was a bad day it was a bad day and you're right venting's cool dwelling nah, that can cool. be a lot not cool Rocky what do you think is overrated Oh, let's see. Um, overrated. 
is there, is there any foods that people are eating too much of these days? That's up to you, girl. You tell um, us. It could literally be anything you find to be overrated. Anything I find to be overrated. Okay. While I think maybe you can cut the, the ums out, so I don't seem so like, I guess I should have been thinking about this the whole time. No, we never think no, about it. No, we do it off the cuff. Yeah, we'll off. keep the ums. <laughs> oh my gosh. In these times? <laughs> Please. Don't even joke. Don't um, even joke. So overrated, maybe um, I don't want to say Instagram because I do fucks with Instagram, uh-huh. as they say. So that wouldn't be overrated. Um, you know, sometimes people telling their whole like on the piggyback of you guys talking about venting, I'd say like when people are like telling their whole day in a Instagram sometimes you're mm-hmm. like but also that's their platform so as people we don't have to watch it so I guess I shouldn't say that um overrated uh Grubhub you know okay. a lot of delivery fees Grubhub does do a lot of delivery fees I can just do Uber Eats if you're going to charge me like all these delivery fees so maybe Grubhub would be mine like sometimes I'll just choose to walk to get my food instead of delivery because maybe I'll say delivery in general is overrated, but also underrated. <laughs> Are you just like feeling, feeling over it? Yeah. Like yeah. the charge. Like the concept charge. of like takeout and like delivery, like used to be so like, I don't know. It gave me the vibes of like that scene in Cheetah Girls when like they were like eating Chinese food in a mm-hmm. bedroom together. And it just seemed like such a decadent thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's just uh, with everything the past few months with COVID, it's like just not that fun anymore to do. Like yeah. I will go, we have a really great bagel place by us, but I'll just go buy the bagel and then I'll make my own sandwich because they never get it right anyway. Mm. Oh yeah. One time I was here and I ordered bagels for everybody and I got, I thought what was half a dozen normal size bagels and half a dozen minis which why the fuck did I think four people were gonna eat that many bagels no idea um you never know you never know and then they came and I said oh they gave us all normal size bagels yeah that's crazy they didn't those minis that they give out there are just ginormous and then the big ones are humongous yeah they do not play with those bagels yeah I got John i I got him a mini bagel the other day. Yes, for one when I went and when I saw him eating it, I was like, Ooh, that's the mini. But you're right. They do not play. They, they don't. do not play. Oh my God. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever stop by girly, that's the I truth. will. One day. One day. One day. Uh, is that it? Should we yeah, should we say goodbye? I know. I'm sad too, but I don't want it to end. But in a much realer sense, I have an assignment due at midnight that I should get cracked. No, go. Show. So that gives well, us some ammunition. Yeah. I I could do it quick. I could do it quick. Don't worry. Okay, good. Don't want you to be up all night. Mm-mm, not even close. Okay. Yeah, I'd love for you to do my chart one day. That would be fun. Text me. I'll do it literally after I finish this homework. Oh my god, I would, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, t- text me, Kaylee. You know what to do. I know what to do. I'll share the contact. You know that. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much for coming, Rocky. This was Thank so much fun. Wait, Rocky, plug your um, Instagram yes. while you're here and anything you'd like to plug. Oh, so my Instagram is Rocky with two eyes 
X Balboa. Um, the X is there because when Instagram came out, I forgot my password to Rocky Balboa. So it's R-O-C-K-I-I-X Balboa. Um, and in terms of plugging anything, I do shows. My next show uh, with the Armory, I think, is October. I want to say it's October 23rd. Um, and, oh, and October 22nd, I'm going to be playing in a Armory show called Hollywood Squares, which is a real TV show, but now an improvised show. So I'll be in that on October 22nd. Yay, Rocky! On Zoom, obviously. On Zoom. Zoom. Rocky, thank you for being our second guest of the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, girls. I really had a lot of fun. We had so much fun with you. Thank you so much. Yay! All right, three girls. All right. And listeners. See you then. Listeners, of course. Bye. Bye!